This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fennoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Laurie Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Gray, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. Zombie Cast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this weekend. Welcome, zombies, to ZombieCast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie. Episode 357, where I'm Sean. I'm Matt. I'm Norma. And I'm Ted. And thank you, zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. I want to thank you no matter where you get us, iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, zombiecast.net but the best place is every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern at allgames.com forward slash chat come over here click the discord link into the chat mingle with the zombies in the chat room and mingle with us here live on the show as we love mingle with you zombies here live at allgames.com forward slash chat guys if you want to hear us live can I join us live on all devices simply get the tune in app on everything all tech devices cars smart home speakers gaming consoles get that tune in app at allgamesradio and you can hear us live 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, every Monday, no matter where you're at in the world, whether North Pole, South Pole, North Carolina, wherever, you guys North can Pole, hear man. us live. Santa, Santa's getting ready. He's polishing up them jingle bells. I'm so excited. You know what? I'm so excited. Well, I, I'll talk about it in a minute because we got an extra day of October this year. You know, I'm a day behind. I'm just all off, Ted, because I got that extra day, and I don't think it rained there. Extra I, I, hour? Didn't we say yeah, last week we were going to still do more Halloween talk this week? Yes. Yeah. yeah we <laughs> Halloween's are. not over. And uh, but, but get the TuneIn app everywhere, guys. It's uh, it's like the number one radio app right now. So everything's on there. The NFL, all the stuff. But you know what? You don't need the, the premium version. You can get the free version and get All Games Radio. Uh, you know, and, and listen to us over there at All Games Radio. On that TuneIn app, Alexa, play All Games Radio is all you got to really do. To, uh, to hear us live. You don't have to add anything or subtract, and Google Home is the same way. We do want to remind you guys to go to ZumResearchSociety.com. It's the official radio show of the Zum Research Society. Go over there and browse all the news articles, and you can listen to ZombieCast. And actually, this is one of the best ways of to hear the podcast version. Is just go to ZumResearchSociety.com, and they have a player over there that's ready to play ZombieCast, a new, freshest episode 
each week over there at zombiesearchsociety.com. And we do want to thank the whole panel over there, the whole closet full of joyness over there. And the late, great George Romero, he was on over there. Matt Moak, you guys know him, know him from AMC's The Talking Dead. He's the founder of the Zombie Research Society. Zombathon, and one lady, or man, the mysterious Cameron. It's going to... Gonna maybe stop. Maybe, maybe we get Cameron on for Christmas. I think. I think he's too busy because he's probably Chris. Chris Cameron. Goal. Yeah. Really busy. I don't like. I can't. Like I'm, I'm trying here. Uh, no, no, no. It's good. You took. A, you took a swing. It's good. I like it. Yeah, he's working with the elves. I liked it, Ted. Yeah. I, I liked it, Ted. That, that, was, that was the best Cameron segment ever. <laughs> Don't go away, Cameron. We that still was, love you. Picking the best tier. Cameron segment is kind of like... Anyways. <laughs> it's, 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 it's sad tough. that we've done so many Cameron segments, we can actually pick a best one. Does Cameron know that we do so many Cameron segments? No, it's, it's probably a no. little disturbing and upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> You think that? I don't know. I think he might know because you know we have a Zombiethon that comes to listen, and I think he kind of tells them the love that we give him. Yep, Zombiethon. Don't, don't I, I tell would be, him. I would be Her. weirded out if there was some podcast I'd never heard of with four people I didn't know and never heard of, and they said, you know, every week on this show they talk about you for like a minute, two minutes. Like what? What? <laughs> Dude, that's honoring, man. Now, that's honoring. Now, what if you guys turn to what? What, what if you turn to a, turn to podcast and you're like, man, look at this podcast. I'm gonna turn it on, and, and they're like, Ted, 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 being the one and only official radio show of those guys is the absolute king of zombies over there. ZombieResearchSociety.com. And while you guys are over on the social medias, follow and like on Facebook and Twitter, ZombieCast World, as we love mingling with you zombies all week long. Now, Matt, you're going to bring up a, you got a segment this week? Uh, we had snow. We had snow two days ago. We woke up to a that. winter wonderland right after Halloween. The yeah. morning after Halloween, there was like an, uh, a couple inches of snow everywhere. We had to wear snow pants. We had to crack out our, our winter gear. We made snowmen, and it all oh, it all man, melted. I meant, I meant I meant zombies. What what do you? Oh CRS, yeah, man, boy, I he thought... is he is all up on Canada, man. <laughs> Sorry guys, I have to bring it up every episode. You know me and my CRS segments. <laughs> So you guys have gotten snow there, Matt? That is crazy. That's yeah, like a sneak peek, but it went away pretty quickly, and now we're back to fall, thank goodness. But uh, yeah, yeah. We had to, uh, fall finally it, showed up here in North Carolina. It snowed a, like a lot of places, and I saw like some guy. They said it snowed in Chicago on Halloween, which is fucking weird. But yeah. some guy posted the most like awesome picture of a. Uh, he has like a pretty big house, and he had all these Halloween decorations, and he had one of those spirit Halloween Pennywise the clown hmm, animatronics nice. in his yard with yeah. the glowy red eyes, and it was like a blizzard. So it was like this creepy, like hybrid Christmas Halloween image, hmm. with this like Pennywise with glowing red eyes in the in the dark nighttime snow, and it was that'd be pretty. It was pretty awesome looking, guys. Well, there is a house across from me that has their Christmas lights up now. I, yeah, can we talk about how out. terrible that is. We have two, Matt. I, look, look, we'll have to post pictures of our neighbors, man. I literally have two, and and they're both. From India, is there some India holiday I don't know about? Because they both got their or is Christmas it, lights up. Is it kind of like they read? This is going to sound totally off base. Is it kind of like they think maybe they're new to the country? They think maybe this is how early you start celebrating Christmas. Joy to I mean, the world. It, 
If that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised because all the stores here are already pulling out Christmas decorations and Christmas candy. That's very true, right? You see Christmas so, everywhere you go. You might think, okay, now's the time to get the lights up. If you and didn't there's know some any people better. that just there's don't some, want to celebrate well, Thanksgiving. They just go straight to Christmas. I know a girl that puts her Christmas tree up every year in, like, no joke, like, September, because she's crazy. I love the Christmas tree, though. Like, if I could keep yeah, my Christmas tree up too, all man. year long. Oh, no way. With the lights <laughs> on? It takes away the specialness, though. But there's though. nothing better, like, nothing gets me more in the mood of chilling with a Christmas tree and lights on. I don't it's know. just a good mood, right, Matt? Yeah, it just uh, it just brightens up your room wherever it is. I love it. I think it's beautiful, but I'm thinking the stress of taking everything off of it, and we probably have like over 300 ornaments. Well, there's a problem. And then throwing that stupid tree (laughs) out before throwing it out out of time. Yeah, because we do fake, we do real trees. Oh well, there you go. Get a fake tree. I've never had a real tree. I hate. I don't. I love real trees. trees. The plug and play, baby. Three pieces. Gung gung gung. Trees. Yeah, (laughs) Matt. I've never had a real tree, but but in superstition, you cannot have one tree up twice in the same year. So Freeman Mommy's always real stern to get it down before that January one day. It's like you can't wear white after Labor Day. There's there's a lot of sentimental stuff on our tree, so she's like, back away, I'll take it down. And I'm like, oh yeah, all right, go ahead. No, we have. I'd be happy with somebody to do that. I'm with you, Matt. Going, uh, Dude, I love Pike's Nursery, the smell of going in there, the Christmas tree smell. Picking a tree out, the the smell fills the house. Every ornament on that tree, like you said, is sentimental because there are ornaments that have been on that like like the tree since I was a baby. Right. So like every single ornament on that tree has sentimental value, and if like one breaks, I literally get very upset. Yeah. But I'm in there like I'm in there with crazy glue trying to save it. Like no. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what makes it that much harder because you have so many of these sentimental ornaments, and it's like 300 of them, and you can't get rid of any of them. You guys have never break. seen Christmas Vacation, all the bad stuff. They had a squirrel. Oh, yeah. It burned the house <laughs> down. It broke he the went windows. And he, if you drag a tree in from the wilderness like he did, <laughs> he, he dragged like a 30-foot oh. tree in from the wilderness. <laughs> One of the tree Go farms Clark. we went to years ago, they had like a whole bunch of trees that had like praying mantis um, nests on them. Jesus. So we had to make sure not to get one of those, although we did take a couple of the nests and we put them in like butterfly nets to see them if they would grow and um, kind of do a science experiment out of them. And it worked. The brain like, menace is a very yeah, violent they're nasty, animal. Absolutely. And it was like insane. We had like a swarm of them, but of course they were all contained in this net. And they're violent with each other if they don't have anything to eat either. So they start to kill each other off. But they also are expensive, right? Me and Matt, we spend 100 bucks. We're good for 15 years. Sam's right, we are. Mine comes with, like, lights even, like, woven into it. It's just so Bam. low effort, dudes. And then you just you just wean down your, your things you put on it over the years. We got, like, I think we got, like, 50 or 60. But none of this crap gets up there, like, uh, you know, Homer Simpson having a duff. Everything has to mean something on our tree. Uh-huh. Actually, no, that's a lie. We have a lot of stupid ones as well. <laughs> Well, not a, not a we, we've, we've got dumb ones, too, and, and we have some that we had before we had kids, and the kids are always like, what is that rolling paper package for, Dad? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, sentimental, son, sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> Zigzag. Oh, it's shoot. Thing. Ted, m- Ted, make your comment about the girl who has their tree up in <laughs> September. Again, I, I just came up with a good joke. I have a friend who puts her tree up in <laughs> September. That sounds like treason. <laughs> tree season. Oh my it's terrible. It's that terrible. Is good man. Right. That is good, no, I, man. That is. Good. I love me some Christmas, but I am like uh, Thanksgiving. 
like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll listen to some Christmas music before Thanksgiving, not before Halloween. I refuse, but no, there's no decorations going up till uh, December first. Yeah, well, you like MJ. With me, the older that I get, there's some things that I just don't like. Two things that if I could pass on, I would. I enjoy it in the time. Don't get me wrong, but dying Easter eggs and doing the pumpkins is two things that I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Oh, dude, pumpkins. I I still, yeah, yeah, like, when I was a kid, carving a pumpkin, we were, like, we were so excited because it was gross. It was, like, dissect, you you cut it open and pull out the slop out. My brother and I were so excited. And I've I've carved a pumpkin, like, every year of my life, except for there's one year I didn't do it, and it wasn't my, there was a thing. But um, now it is just a fucking pain in the ass. When you get older, you're like, when I was a kid, I loved this. Now I'm just irritated that I'm doing this. I will say this. This is the first year we had the Pumpkin Master carving kit because I would always use <laughs> steak knives. Yeah. And the kids would come up with all these crazy faces, and I'm like, Just I need straight, straight lines, guys. Straight lines. <laughs> but, but they got You're this like, thing on like, Amazon. <laughs> hey, they got this thing on Amazon. I think I'm going to order it. Freeman Mommy and my kids told me it was the dumbest thing ever. But for 15 bucks, it comes with 60 cookie cutters, right? And each cookie cutter piece is like... <laughs> A piece to a face Sorry. to a pumpkin, like an eye or a nose or a mouth. Interesting. And, right. it, c- yeah, yeah. and it comes with a hammer. And, and you, you knock it into it? And you knock it into it and pull it out. And, and it, it's like, like you hammer the eyepiece in, and when you pull it out, it pulls the piece out with it. And then hmm. you got an eye there. But there's 60 pieces. It's 15 bucks. So that I think we like could cheating. all go in three bucks a piece and uh, I just think that's split cheating. up 60 pieces. That's what they said, Ted. But but it's a fast way. I had four pumpkins this year. But this year is the first year I have not had to carve a pumpkin because all three of my kids completely done it. The Pumpkin Masters is definitely worth the $4. I, I don't, I don't know why me, I'm Aquaman. not Aquaman. I am Pumpkin, pumpkin Master. master. <laughs> Those carving kids are good. Oh, no, a candle. It's my kryptonite. Yeah. But... But holiday seasons, there, there's some things that, that I absolutely love. That there's, and it's not necessarily the day of the season, but you know, whenever my mom was alive and my grandma, and and I would never have this again. But it, but it was like the best time of the year was always like the, uh, was like Thanksgiving Eve, and I would go over to my mom's house and they're cooking and the smells in the air and everybody's in a good mood. We're off for a long weekend. Black Friday's coming up. The holiday season's in full effect. And Christmas Eve is my it, Christmas Eve is probably my favorite day of the year. It's it's like it's all yeah. calm. Everybody yeah. everything's chill. You know what? We're having some coffee. It's warm Order in the house. Pizza. The kids are excited. Having some drinks. Pizza. Yeah. Got a yeah. Got a bedtime coming. And Angie's drunk by eleven a.m. Yep. <laughs> and and, and there, there's a new drink we've been drinking this year. And, and where I DJ on Friday nights, I asked him. I was like, "What's a good milk drink besides White Russian?" And they made up a drink for me, and it's rum chata. Have you guys ever drank that? That Sounds familiar, actually. It is so good. So good. Rum chata, fireball, and milk. Isn't that what uh, Mormon kids do for a year? They go on rum chata to, like, experience drugs and sex and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. But but it's good. Rum chata is kind of of like one of of those where it's like 30%, 30 proof. It's it's like it doesn't have a lot of alcohol in it. But rum chata, fireball, and milk with crushed ice is amazing. Amazing. And I'm going to be drinking a lot of those uh, on Christmas Eve. But the eaves, are you guys like that with with eaves uh, of holidays and stuff, being that we're we're now into the holiday season? Or do you guys like the day itself or the day before? 
Christmas Eve, definitely. Before. But my birthday's coming up <clears throat> November 15th. Bam! Uh, I love that too. Yeah, I know. Uh, birthday Eve is pretty fun because it is reminding uh-huh. everyone constantly it's my birthday. For sure. My bir- <laughs> Birthdays are big at Freeman Kingdom, Matt. No, oh, I know. I'm with I you know. there. Don't you like buy houses for each of your children every birthday or something? <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I wish. <laughs> but, but. You know, a lot of people never reach. I'll be 45 this year, and a lot of people will never reach 45. So I'm proud God every year. God damn, Sean. God damn. 45. I got to be my mom. My mom was 59. So Ooh, are you okay. a boomer? A boomer. I don't are you one of these? So. Are you one of these evil boomers we keep talking about? <laughs> my what the fuck is this boomer, man? I, mean, I don't know. Everybody's saying I, boomer. I don't know what this is about. I heard it. I think I, that they were saying oh, boomer. Know. I know. They were saying you morning radio boomer? on the news. Guys, now, guys, I'm all I'm all in on the, the boomer culture here. Uh, you know how like baby boomers are all like down on millennials and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, now now there's a trend. Just instead of arguing, you just say "Okay, boomer," and that's like the new insult. So it's, oh, it's become wow. like you just go, "All right, boomer," and you just like what dismiss them. A boomer, a boomer is somebody that was born like during the baby boom of the '40s, though, right? Right. Yeah. And I think that's a like yeah. 1965 is like right at the end of it because my yeah. brother was right at the end of it. Yeah, my mom was forty nine. I heard on a on a Matt's best friends uh, you suck show, uh, John and Michelle went on a rant about how awful they think the the attack on boomers is. Awful? What? Yeah, they said they think old people should be respected and not insulted well, and that. stuff. Were they replaced well, yeah, I, with weird clones? What? But I'm gonna use I that a lot, Matt. I mean, you know what? <laughs> At work, all the time, I argue with, with these old reds that I work yeah. with. And I'm going to call them Boomer from now on because they're like, man, these kids today are just a bunch of dumbasses. They won't get off the TV. You know they need to ban that stupid fucking Fortnite. And I'm like, these yeah. kids, like whenever we were younger, I had, we had encyclopedias, right? So if my whole class done a story on gorillas, everybody had one paragraph to do a report off of. YouTube University has made the kids so fucking smart, man. The, the kids are not dumb today. I mean, they're brilliant. Oh. They, they are beyond they have a what lot the last of their 10 generations have been. Just, you know, kids don't have. ask you how a plane flies now. They, they, tell, you know, it's like they, don't even, they don't even talk to you about it because they know how a plane flies. I mean, YouTube University, that's what we're, we're going to call that from now on, is <laughs> good. I use YouTube University for everything. Do you guys... Uh, I have no idea what you're talking. Are you talking about YouTube? Yeah, yeah I've, YouTube. Yeah, just general. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes, but okay, I'm not. Well, yeah, dependent on YouTube. When I wanted to learn things, I had to go to the school library and open a book. When I was a kid, Dewey Decimal <laughs> System. I'm fucking boomer. Yes, for sure. I guess, I guess I'm a. I guess I'm a fucking dumbass because that's all I had then. You're a boomer. <laughs> but kids are not dumb today. They're they're brilliant. I, I stand up for the kids, man, all the time at work. Yeah, and I will call they them boomers. Technology That's at their it. Fingers. So they That's have it. more stuff at their fingertips. That's exactly it. And they can choose whether to look for that information, yes or no. Yeah. It doesn't Norma necessarily don't. make them smarter. But they're also bigger assholes because they have yeah, the anonymity of the internet that we didn't have where they can say whatever the hell they want. That's a no fucking boomer, Matt. Huh? You know, we should probably talk about horror stuff yeah. instead of YouTube yeah. University for 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. It's just what I'm saying. You know, it's, well, the well we were talking about holiday over. stuff. Oh, all right, all right. Well, I, all right. Uh, let's talk about The Walking Dead. <gasps> what? Yeah, that's a show that's what on the that? air. Yeah. That's a show well, on I thought we were talking holidays. I, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving The Walking Dead. This yeah. episode, yeah. not so much. No, I love this episode. I this like episode it. made zero sense, guys. Let's 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 apply some tiny critical thinking. New introduced savior's kid that was just 
Dude, out of nowhere. I have a theory on that. Track Negan down somehow, had enough time to grab his jacket and bat somehow. Okay. Was that, wasn't his, that was not his bat. First of all, let me say one thing. Everyone keeps saying Negan and Lucille were reunited. That was not Lucille. Are you sure? About I don't that? think it was either. No, no, that was, Dead no. even said it was Lucille. Th- yeah, they but keep it's saying not. that too. It wasn't. That was a random bat he found. And remember when Negan got attacked by the Walker and the kid didn't help him, and he said, "Thanks, kid." He didn't help him because the kid was pulling barbed wire that the whispers and wrapping it around this bat. Oh, okay. So, but even the Walking Dead Twitter says Negan was reunited with Lucille, and I was like, that wasn't Lucille. That was a random bat. The barbed wire was not even pulled tight, not as thick or nothing. It didn't look nothing like it to me. Sorry, okay, no. so yeah. I'm just I just had this theory and I mean it may have been discredited throughout the the show yesterday but I still hold through it because I still think this kid was um, Negan's imagination and I think that possibly no. the two people he came across <laughs> of was his imagination yes listen because there was no eye contact with them right and once the kid kind of meet um, the younger kid um, does talk about what's his name Brandon I can't remember the the Brandon, yeah. <sighs> yes, you know, his idolizer, whatever. I don't know. It just seemed awkward to me. I don't know if it maybe was the editing and the scenes. It just didn't feel believable. It felt like almost like Negan was losing his mind. It's a neat theory, yeah. but I don't... I feel like they would have revealed that if it wasn't his imagination at the end. But you'll, he, you'll never hear about this, that man, Brandon or those two people ever again. Well, no, but like he walked away, and the camera lingered on the bodies to as to show like they're they're real, right? They but, were. Yeah. What it's all, like I said last week though, it's almost like they hired somebody three weeks ago, and they're like, all right, we're going to make complete segments now that make sense if you just catch one ups, you know, ten years from now. And last night was one of those again. Would, I'd have to but, argue but that though. You'd have to know the whole history of Negan to even comprehend the what was going on. Like, Negan was battling his former... Pa- you couldn't just walk into sure. that episode. Plus the, plus but, the but whole thing saying, with Ezekiel we had the sleeping and pills. relationships and everything. We had the sleeping pill one episode, and I think this kid was one episode. So I wonder if this week, if we'll get something thrown in there that the only lasts said, one the episode. The kid said his dad was a savior and had told him all these legends of Negan. I think the he kid, said that. Yeah, and that the Alexandra killed his father. Yeah, and he said that Rick Grimes had like yeah yeah he was he said that like but, in, in the version he heard Rick Grimes was this villain and Carl Grimes was a villain and Negan was this hero right. and ne- and Negan's sort of come around and even he was like yeah don't don't talk about them because in hindsight he really likes the Grimeses you know right so, and he kind of got offended when the guy said Rick and Carl were bad guys. You had a good point yes. though, Ted. He said I'd never kill a kid, but he was about to kill a kid. Oh. That well, was bullshit. No, yeah. it is BS. He actually he actually talks about killing kids, and didn't they like eliminate all the boys and men out of no, that, that was, one? That was no, no, that other guy's uh, what's his Ogden? face from Grand Theft Auto did that. Negan didn't know about that. But I thought at one point they talked about him killing even young boys. Well, you know, I remember everyone was nuts. Negan, right? Yeah, they called yeah. themselves Negan. So that 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 captain or whatever his name was. He said, the guy I'm Negan, Negan strangled, I'm killing the boys. They, they, he, he had a fist yeah. fight with him and killed him? No, the, yeah, he didn't do it. He did, They had the whole thing where that other guy, the guy that's from Grand Theft Auto, he had killed all the boys at Oceanside, and Negan didn't know anything about it, and then Negan found out Some. about it and was know. pissed off. I swear I heard Negan say it at some point at the beginning when we But he was going to kill Carl if the tiger but, didn't yeah. stop him. Yeah, but that's what I said. It's like Negan said, he, he's like, I would never hurt Carl. I would never kill a child. I was like... 
You had him on the knees and were winding up with the bat. Yeah. And you started to... And the only reason you stopped is because the tiger jumped in. So that's not true. So I wonder, is that bad writing or is that him lying? Because that's bad writing. More. he was straight up going to kill Carl. If it's smart writing, it's him rewriting his own history in his head to kind of make peace with himself. In his head, he might have been like, I'd never do it. Just to like, just kind of try to get away from his former self. They could have had a line of dialogue though. They could have had somebody say, "That's like Daryl said." I remember you had Carl on his knees, and you were gonna. He's like, "I was not. I was just trying to." He could like say, "I was not gonna do it." Like you never actually saw him swing. He could have been like, right. he said, I was going to miss just to scare his dad. You know, he could have said anything. Yeah, something dumb like that. Something but the dumb. Kid was, but the kid was a part of the community, right? And he was, he was from the Saviors. He was a part of the community. Yeah. He, he praised Negan in silence. And once Negan was gone, he's like, hey, man, I'm going to chase him down. So I, I feel the logic of the kid was right. But they just introduced, like, it, it was sloppy introduction then. Like, for him to. <laughs> yeah, for- it was weird. Like, he's a master tracker all of a sudden. Like, Negan has, like, a half day up on him. And then they find, like, a, a woman and her child somehow six years after. She doesn't belong to any community. That's what I'm saying. I still think that to the point that this could still be all part of his head. Like, he's... Not, I mean, I'd like, like to believe that. He's going through a psychotic breakdown. Yeah. Because he's literally going out to seek the... Um, the whispers, isn't he? So I think he's he's lost his he was mind. Look, was he looking for the whispers, or was I, he just wandering and happened upon them? Wandering, I think. Really, I don't know. It felt like it. They almost said it that, or they made it seem like he's trying to look for them. And I don't know if it was like trying, if it's done on purpose to infiltrate them, you know, um, get on their side, well, quote unquote, and be like a, I don't know, like espionage. I don't know. Hmm. 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 So what happened? I, with the, I, yeah, sorry. Well, I got to say the opening scene, kind of, I, it, it made me feel sick on my stomach the way that The Walking Dead used to. Even though I didn't really care about that character, and when she was fading, uh, I can't think of her name. The, the I thought th- I thought that was girl. a I thought that was a boy. That's the most androgynous yeah. human being I've ever seen. Her name is April in real life, but yes, she is a female. But it was. Uh, or is it Angel? Kelly, wasn't it? Oh, maybe Angel. Kelly? Yes, Kelly's her name on the show. Angel, yeah. you're right. Yeah, Kelly. Um, and but I, I I don't know what it was. It, I just kind of had that feeling like she's dead. I, I thought she was gonna die. Well, we see a and walker it, coming it, towards her, right? But yeah, but I feel like the Walkie Dead needs something like that now. That, that if we would have saw her be ripped apart, especially with the disability. I think it would 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 have impacted the viewers in a oh my god can't wait to next week type of way. I, I've been loving The Walking Dead the last few weeks, really liking it. But I like the opening. I, I kind of like the story, the way it ended. But it's uh, it's like they jumble everything up. You know, I, and, and right now I couldn't tell you. Are, are we being denied characters again? Are we getting all the characters each week? I, I've been entertained. So it's, yeah. I there must really be some that attention. are missing, but I think right. they get the essential ones. What about Aaron's thing with um, all of a sudden now he wants to be nice to the whispers? Is he just trying to lure one in to capture one? Or what's it's going interesting. on? <clears throat> it's interesting, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm debating. I still don't know. I don't know what to think about that. And I, know, I mean, from Aaron's point of view, I would think that's a 
dumb move because they're very calculating, right? So I would be afraid that Alpha would use one of her own people to do espionage that way. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't think it was a. I don't think it's a smart move because she's very, very clever and she has no fear, right? She's and she's not afraid to kill her own, and you know, make her seem like she's going to be nice to them and then takes them out. Whereas well, Negan, her an awful, pretty much was, you know, pretty much. I'm just going to kill you. They're giving that whisper an awful lot of screen time and a, and a lot of gamma, a lot of time on the show. For, I think I, I think, I think they're setting up for Gamma to take over. For she always looks surprised. Like Ooh. <laughs> I think I think she's an even more tyrannical uh, alpha, and they're setting her up to take over when, you know, when so and so, when what whatever happens is going to happen. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> so King Ezekiel seems to be sick. He's coughing all through it. Thyroid cancer, man. Yeah, and he, he has he has the the lump. On his throat, I didn't see it at first. Whenever I was oh, watching, I didn't because that. I didn't because it was blurry, and I was like, and he was like, "Oh my God, how long?" And I was like, "Damn, he got bit. His his chest is bleeding." And I was like, "No," <laughs> and then I saw the lump on his neck. She's lump. She's lump. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that either. It's in my head. Head. I had to like look close. She's lump. She's lump. She might be dead. <laughs> Uh, I, I kind of, I, I fast forwarded through the whole scenes with Daryl and, um, the other lady. Are they getting together? I just, they I seem like they're trying to, but Daryl's, Daryl's, uh, um, Matt was in a rush watching Not sure. It. <laughs> just that part. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this right now. That's <laughs> But what, uh, it, what's happening? Fill me in. What did I miss? Nothing. They just. She's like, you know, you're my family, Daryl. They have some whole relationship where they're like brother, brother, sister, and uh, you know, whatever. I I don't know. And Mag- Magna was stealing crap in case things go to shit. She'll have all these supplies out in the yeah, woods. Yeah, that's right. I and don't really care. Lawyer girlfriend. I, I really don't care about the new characters either. I I did, but I stopped. Magna, uh, the Asian girl, the guy from Dodgeball or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of them, both of the deaf, deaf people. I, 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 That's crazy. They, they, they don't grow on me. Negan, like you said, Ted. I like the Negan story. Yeah, with some Daryl sprink, sprinkled in now. But what's gonna happen when Michonne's gone and Daryl's gone and Carol's gone? I mean, I don't know. I mean, do we do we force ourselves to like these characters because of that? The show. Well, I, I, think, I, I don't, don't think, think they'll, they'll ever go. be gone. That's the thing. Well, we know. Michonne's leaving, right? They've, That's they've, good, though, for me. They've already said that. So, I mean, eventually, we're slowly starting to lose the original cast members. True. So, I don't know. I like Negan. When Negan's on, his story, his dialogue, his... I, I don't know. It, it, it does. It's good for me when I'm watching the show. I, I love it right now. I hated the first episode. I love all... Anything with Negan... And like next week, he's going to be in the camp. I'm I'm actually excited to watch the show next week because mm-hmm. he's going to be in the Whisperer camp. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, how can they tie all this together to where Negan ends up with the good guys as a hero? You know, we, we we've kind of debated and thought processed and brainstormed this before, but he was captured by Beta last night. And did you guys see the scene? From yeah, next week, I did. What's the where scene? they're walking with Let's Negan. It's a minute and yes. a half, and it, 
and it's pretty much him just talking. I, it's almost like an outtake. It's almost like not even a scene from it, but he's walking with him, and he's saying all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, he's blindfolded. He walks into these pair of two knives. They're like as big as my leg, and it's Beta talking about shut up, one more word, just 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 whimper something. Yeah, and he's gonna chop his head off. But right. but but Negan was just kind of being the old Negan about oh what is this? I want a face. You know, you guys are gonna carve me something good. I'm ready to join the pack. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. But you just gotta see it the way that it, that it was, right, Ted? It was just kind of an awkward. I, he's putting on an act because yeah. here's the thing. Here, like, the thing absolutely. is that like uh, I was I was talking to Subzi about this last night and so, something he didn't realize. I don't think the Whisperers have no clue who Negan is. They've never seen him because right. he was in. Uh, <laughs> he was still being held Practice. in the cell the whole time last season. He didn't get out of the cell until the winter episode, which was after all the heads were cut off. Right. And they didn't see them. <laughs> And then he was also in the cell during the fair. where So they have no idea that he's from Alexandria and he knows all them, but he knows exactly who they are. Right. So yeah. he's he's trying to, like, swindle and charm and Negan his way into that group. And, I mean, if you've read the comic, you know what happens. I, I've never read the comic, but even I know what happens. And apparently the scene where he meets them was, like, verbatim from the comic book last night. Oh, cool. That's so, what somebody somebody posted the panels, and it was exact. So it kind of shows, yeah, they're gonna follow. It's again, it's an iconic scene, and they're gonna follow that like they did with Carl. Like at the end of the day, we're like, who's Negan gonna kill with the bat? Well, he's gonna kill Carl. They're not gonna change that. Or not Carl, uh, Glenn. Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna do the same thing, where he's gonna the thing is gonna happen, the now, thing is gonna happen, and then that's gonna lead to whatever. I don't know what thing you're talking about. So can we do like a yeah. spoiler quick? Because I kind of I'm really interested. You don't knowing. know what happens? No. No. Well, do you want me to tell you what happens in the comic? Sure. So spoiler, let's do a, a quick spoiler, five second spoiler, spoiler. spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Fast forward <laughs> okay. if you don't want to find out. Hey, I'm Matt. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> I've read the page of what happens in the comic, and this okay. is what it looks like. I didn't see the leading up to it, but this is what it looks like. Negan starts kind of charming the pants off of Alpha. Mm-hmm. You know, she's out there with no man and all this stuff like that, and he's like, She's like, you are just the prettiest thing I've seen. He's doing all his Negan shit, and she starts to get like attracted to Negan and thinking, oh my god, this man is the most charming, handsome man I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, and she kind of starts to trust him and sort of lets him in, and he's really moving on on her, like kind of like getting her to let her guard down. He's like, oh. you're just so, and he pulls out out of nowhere. He fucking cuts her head off. Oh, oh wow. Jesus. And he br- and he cuts he's he, like he charms her to get her to let her guard down and he decapitates right. her. Nice. And then he he picks up her head and he takes her head back to Alexandria as a trophy to be like, look, this is your biggest villain, and I just cut her fucking head off. Here it is. That's awesome. That's gonna happen. And I think that's what proves to them that Negan's on their side, but that also causes Beta goes fucking crazy. Yeah. And you know, but at the end of the day, he kills their biggest nemesis and brings her head back to Alexandria and he even says in the comic like oh he's holding her head and he says wait till Rick gets a load of this <laughs> so I think that's the mid-season finale then right there yeah that's what happens in the comic so and that seems like what they're leading to he, he charms her pants off and then cuts her head off when she's when she's uh like oh my god I'm about to get I'm about to have sex when with this handsome man eyed. yeah she's oh, all starry eyed and then he's like, does a quick like, sort of like Rick did to Negan. Yeah. Does like a quick right. whoosh and cuts her throat. That's awesome. And then saws her head off. 
Well, the, the, the thing the thing I was thinking about today, I listened to another podcast called Biters, Miss Diane. It's a great show, but they always do stats and numbers and stuff. And it seems like each week The Walking Dead is still losing viewers. And when I was listening to Biters this week, I was they were like, you know, they're down again. It was this amount of numbers. How can they get the people back? How, how can like how could you like a lot of people I work with? They're like, nah, I, I left when Carl died, and I left when this and when that. How do, how, how do they get people back on board? I, I think it's a good show right now. New location, yeah. Anything location. other than a forest. <laughs> New location Every single and week. Really lovable characters. You know, what I mean, you might not be able to get those people back because they are so. Um, stuck to the people that they love that are gone now. So the point now is to reach out to new people, you know, and get newer people excited about the series. Well, if we can be a little fair, too, it's been on 10 years. Yeah, right? that's true. Most shows don't make it 10 years, so it's kind of like... Yeah. Eh, but it, the know. story's good now. I mean, I'm enjoying this story. These are some of the better episodes, I think, yeah. of, the, of the show, period. Of recent years, yeah. And, you know... They're they're getting a little more um, like their rating is getting higher, like in the sense of like their maturity contact. Right? It just seems like yesterday was extra gory. It was. It was. It was a shockingly gory episode. I thought it had a lot of very like Negan bashing the kid's head in. Negan. Sticking the wire in that zombie's mouth and cutting the yeah. t- then s- head and stomping so on it. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just felt like in the blood on the on the yeah. camera, like it's but, like they're really going for a really big. And a lot, a lot of people scenes. disagree. A lot of people disagree with me, but but <laughs> I've always said my favorite season was season two. But in season two, I felt like we got nice, warm, good, complete episodes. Like you had the well walk, or you had this, and you had that. You had the pharmacy episode, the twenty-eight miles out. You know, to where they go and they, they, Shane and Rick fight. They just seem like there were a lot of signature episodes where you're like, that episode and that episode and that episode. And it seems like this season we're getting back to, even though it's not just crazy, <coughs> all-out, mega-zombie episodes, it's just good dialogue and good, warm episodes again. I think they need to trim the herd, though, a little bit. Like, I think... That's what I said last week. They got to cleanse a little bit. Because I'm losing track of everybody and everyone's plot lines, and, and they're not getting enough time to have their plot lines be meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see, after the Whisperer War or anything like that, just, like, cut it down. And maybe the whole story about building civilization, maybe, I don't know, it's over in some sense. Maybe they, for one season they send a squad out of five core characters to visit a new civilization. Just something to really bring it back down to like a core group of people surviving well maybe you know daryl and carol said they want to ride to arizona maybe we have a season about like daryl carol negan uh and and only the character negan judith only the five characters we like go on a road trip see that would be cool i think that would work i'm not even kidding i think just something to get it back to basics where it's people surviving a little bit if it was negan daryl carol judith and like Aaron, more mm-hmm. one more person like th- they'd probably leave Aaron back to take care of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some, but some other f- fifth person, um, and they go on a road trip. Like, Let's just see what's out. You know, we've never been off these the the the, the east coast southeast coast. Let's right. see what else is out there, and then they can run into Morgan in Texas, or they get a like a, a text message from that civilization that's out there. And it's like if you can make it to this location, we'll pick you up. 
yeah, or something. We better we better go out there and check to see if it's legit. Well, we might be getting that. I mean, there are they're communicating with people now on the radio. We saw that for the next scene for the next episode. Right. So it's very possible. I would it would be nice to have a fresher view on stuff. And you know what? They they're not the only societies out there. There's got to be societies that are that are sustaining better, right? So it'd be kind yeah, of look at that, to well, find look at that, that fucking society, those kids and that new show. They have a fully functioning city, like a metropolis with a functioning school. I'm and right. electricity. That now, looks like that looks like it must be twenty years in the future or something. I don't know. Now, do you think that the new series with the kids is going to be good, or do you think that the writers like, hey man, Stranger Things doing good? Let's do a kids show. Oh, they absolutely were like, oh, Stranger Things, people love it. It they love Dennis, but kids, that's totally what they did. I think it's I think it's a refreshing take though. I, especially if like maybe it's set in the just future a little yeah. bit, right? Um, at least it's not just like here's another group of people in Wyoming. <laughs> oh, they come across a bad group of people. I think a good plot for a season would be <laughs> that they find out there is a civilization there that's just like they're they're knocking it out of the park. They're fantastic. And this other civilization just discovers Alexandria Hilltop, and they're like. Um, okay, well, we're going to take this over because we're much better at managing this shit. Right. And it's just kind of like a, not even just like bloody war, but just kind of power struggle. Like, okay, you guys did good, but we'll take you under our wing now and you're part of us. Kind of like assimilate them a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was thinking they need to get Rick back and he can, Rick should show back up on the regular Walking Dead. Yeah. And then they can go on a road trip and they find that whole city that has a wall around it. And Rick is like, holy shit, and the next day the whole city is in flames. <laughs> just not even like a breath. Just Rick like quick walks flash. Through the door and the thing just spontaneously explodes. <laughs> so just, do you I think mean, that... Rick, how many... We, we always laugh. How many civilizations did... We would say this. Rick Grimes would be a legend, a, a feared legend in the east, in that, in that part of Georgia, where like there's a fucking crazy guy. He used to be a cop. He has burned down... <laughs> Like seven civilizations. The yep. second he shows up, they burn. <laughs> the legend of Rick. Maybe and that's then a- he blew. Then he blew himself up on a bridge, and the civilizations have stood for seven years. <laughs> Maybe since nothing has burned. Maybe in the TV show with the kids, like there's a legend of Rick, like the Baba Yaga, that like the if ba- Rick, if Rick <laughs> comes Baba to town, <laughs> if the Rick comes to town, you're doomed. Like, Don't let in the Rick. <laughs> So leave out you, you better leave out a leave out a forty five for Rick or he won't yeah. bring you any stuff and things. <laughs> exactly. I think leave it's gonna be 40. good. Now now I have faith in the in the movies because we found out Universal Pictures was was doing the movies. But in a two hour movie, even though it's Rick Grimes, could they have enough dialogue, new characters in the world of The Walking Dead, enough to, to suck us in to be like, Wow, that was crazy two hours. Yeah, it's a whole new sure. place, isn't it? I'll watch it. As long as it's made like a movie and not <coughs> the AMC way. Hopefully Universal Pictures has a, a lot of say in this. Well, they're not theatrical releases, are they? Cause that's no, they are. They were oh, supposed really? to be strict. Yeah. They, oh, they, they Universal said, Pictures is doing it. They said, and I'm not wrong, because Andrew Lincoln said this himself. They said the Walking Dead Rick Grimes movie was coming to AMC hmm. like now, fall 2019. They straight up said that. And Andrew Lincoln said it's coming this... He said beginning this year, I think something changed because now it's a full theatrical Mm -hmm. movie and it's not coming. Maybe Universal stepped in and is like, you know, we could put a little more budget into this and make it a real movie. So I don't know. Because something totally changed. Especially, I mean, because... 
AMC could fund a lot of stuff, but Universal Pictures, you know, movie companies are basically banks. They're, you know, like, yeah, they lend you money to make a movie. Like, you know, Uni- Universal doesn't that really Rob make Zombie, movies. Yeah, well, I, like, I, they don't make movies. They pu- they kind of publish movies. It's always like, like, you know, like Bad Robot actually makes the movie. Right. But they yeah. make it with the money that, you know, Universal, Universal, Universal. gave them. Mm-hmm. It's like the finance company, because after listening to Joe Rogan with, with Rob Zombie, I think you turned me on to that, Ted, was, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, Rob Zombie is like, you know, they all but ran me off the lot. I can't believe that they give me two sections at Hollywood Horror Nights this year because yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty much banned from there. You know, once he made, uh, I guess, The Devil's Rejects or, or Halloween or something. It was the it was House of a Thousand Corpses. They, and they were wrong because the House of a Thousand Corpses was probably extremely profitable. Because that movie cost five cents, and it kind of became a classic in The Devil's Rejects. But he said they they screened it, and um, they screamed House of a Thousand Corpses, and then Universal called and says, we need you to come in for a meeting tomorrow. And he thought they were going to bring him in and tell him how great it was, and said they says, yeah, we're not putting that out. Oh, and, yeah. and, they, and they gave it back to him and says, basically, you can go. And then the movie came out, and it was everybody loved that movie, I thought. And then the sequels, like, people consider that like one of the best horror movies of the last, like, 20 years. I don't know about this new one, but The Devil's Rejects was... I've been looking for it in Redbox. Speaking of, we were talking before the show, beginnings of movies that ruined the previous movie. Three from Hell, to me, kind of ruins Devil's Rejects. Because the ending of that movie is they go out in this blaze of glory from the cops. They get shot like a million times. They're obliterated. And then the beginning of Three from Hell, they go, oh no, they lived, and there's no reason. They just lived. There's no reason why. They just say they just took 25 bullets to the chest and they just lived <laughs> and it kind of and there's and i thought well the only way they could do that is have like the devil literally rejects them and spits them back out of hell or right. something like that because that was why they were called the devil's rejects they were so bad that even the devil wouldn't have them that's where the name came from and so i thought literally like i thought you were going to see some crazy rob zombie shit where you see this crazy demon throwing them out of hell and no, they just say, oh, oh, it's a thousand to one, they'll live. Oh, they lived. Oh, they're <laughs> back. Don't pull ass into the last movie, this, whatever. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. That's the same Terminator thing, right? Like, they just kind of, like, undo yeah, yeah, the stuff they didn't. <laughs> I don't they know. undo yeah. the previous better movie. <laughs> they undo it. So, so, crazy. Let's talk about Terminator. Imagination. But anyways, we were talking about Terminator pre-show, and, and I was in and out getting some water and stuff. What were you guys talking about Terminator. I was saying how the uh, people are apparently pissed because the opening, uh, the new spoilers, Terminator is like one of the biggest. Spoilers. It's like one of the biggest flops ever, by the way. Twenty-nine um, million. Yeah, uh, but people are mad. The opening scene is infuriating audiences apparently, and I've seen the opening scene. I'd actually heard about it though. I remember like six months ago, it leaked what it was, and it was exactly what they said it was. Hmm. But um, I gotta know. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Ted, what, spoiler, spoiler. How did it open? Because. I, I, I'm a huge Terminator fan, but after T2, I was done. Yeah, well, you're going to be, gonna be is, super is, done yeah. when you hear this. <laughs> no, the opening is, like, Jane, all of them said, Edward Furlong returns for Terminator Dark Fate. This is the real part three. They actually said that. And the opening of this movie, like, literally the opening scene, it's like a year <coughs> after Terminator 2. And they have a de- digitally de-aged Sarah Connor... And they have a digitally recreated John Connor. It looks it looks really good. It looks like they're alive and well. Mm-hmm. And they're just on vacation at some beach, just sitting in like a cabana, hanging out. 
and just and, and suddenly an Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator just walks up and just blows Edward Furlong away with a shotgun. It's crazy. Huh. Just ki- straight up kills, and he's on the ground, and then his mom is like, no, and shooting, and then he throws her down and shoots him again. He has no dialogue. He's on screen for like 13, 15, 20 seconds, and so it's kind of like, I guess it wasn't all that important to save him in the last two <laughs> movies. You could just blow him away with a shotgun. The whole premise. So dumb. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You can't have two classic movies where you talk for two whole... All of this happened because we have to save John right, Connor. Connor. We have to save him. And I know the future was changed and maybe it's... But still, to see Edward Furlong on screen for 15 seconds after 25 years of waiting just to get obliterated by a shotgun in a flashback scene. And that's it. Hmm. See, and then, they, and then they go... And then they just remake the same movie where they go, but now there's a new savior and we made her a woman. And um, and uh, they send a bad Terminator and a good Terminator to protect and kill, and it's the same fucking plot again. It's crazy. Now, <laughs> one and two was kind of the same plots, but but the way that they filmed one and two was like real smoke and like like like. I remember being a kid and and whenever Arnold Schwarzenegger was on the motorcycle with a shotgun and they were throwing like these flash bang grenades and his motorcycle going through the smoke, you you just felt oh my, this guy's unstoppable. You know, that, Terminator that's One that was just, really a stunt man on a motorcycle going on yeah, the thing. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, it was like that, and you know, the the VHS era, you know, the six hundred dollar VCRs that, that we talk about a lot. You know, Dawn of the Dead and and, and and the huge horror section and action video and blockbuster and all that. Really, before blockbuster video, it was like Video Village here and action video that uh, that we would go to. But and then T two come out and it, and it was more of that it was more uh, of Arnold Schwarzenegger you know and he was protecting the boy and and you had the T one and and it, it was after that I, I tried to watch it and it was just it was it was almost silly to me so well, you, what they were saying is that I should be able to watch one and two and then this one right yeah this, this is, is like they three. Halloweened it where they just say the last three movies didn't happen. And this is the real sequel. Like they, the same exact. I, I almost feel like they watched that Halloween movie two years ago, and they said that made a lot of money. And they just said, "Let's do that. Let's bring Schwarzenegger back and say the last three movies." What well, uh, Halloween? They said the last ten movies didn't happen, or last nine. Crazy. But yeah, they said, "Let's and, and say Genesis was a failure. Let's just say it didn't happen." And the premise of the Terminator is, is like, you, like you're in today's time, and in the future, they know that somebody's going to destroy the Terminator, so they come through time to kill them before they have a chance to to kill all the Terminators or whatever. So they're trying to kill the ticking time bomb person before they could ever uh, to to change the past, change the future type deal. One thing that's kind of dumb in the movie too, I've listened to every spoiler thing. I haven't watched the movie, but I've listened to everything. I've seen the opening scene because it leaked on the internet. But uh, Mm -hmm. is... The, the reason you can get around the John Connor thing is because, yeah, when they destroyed Skynet, that future no longer happened. Therefore, John Connor was no longer the savior. Right. But what happened was a different evil corporation thing rose called Legion and took Skynet's place. And they just happened to build the exact same skeleton red-eyed Terminators. Right. The same design. It's a totally different thing. But you can't somehow, escape fate, yo. You can't escape because, fate. Because, because, you know, because reference, they say because reference, <clears throat> we need a reference. So it's a different company just happened to make the same exact robot skeleton Terminators. 
I like that though, because it's saying like you can't avoid it. And Tiger just put in our chat like it's Judgment Day. It just ch- the date changes, but it's always going to be the same. <laughs> and and the company and the savior and everything. So if they <laughs> defeat Legion, then it's going to be like uh, savior.core, savior.com. Some yeah. shit is going to rise up. I and remember going to build robots. I remember watching the first Terminator, and there's a scene where he cuts his wrist open. Yeah. And he, you see the mechanisms, and he's moving his fingers. And I remember mm-hmm. feeling my wrist of the tendons. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever do that when you were a kid, Ted, watching it? And you're like, wow, man, I can feel the tendons, man. It's just like the way that the Terminator is. But you I, might that, be, I might be a Terminator. <laughs> could I be, could I be a Terminator? That's it. Oh, oh but, last thing I'll say. Somebody had a funny clip, too. Um, one thing that happens in the movie, though, is the Arnold Schwarzenegger that kills John Connor actually the premise is it starts to feel guilty about what it did in the movie so it it literally is like i killed john connor and now i feel bad i've become self-aware and i feel bad and he goes off no he goes off and moves into a cabin and gets married he's (laughs) married to a woman and he says and they're like well how do you marry a woman he's like because our relationship is not physical it's all about love and and you know what? So, so she's never learned that it's a. Ter- she's married to a Terminator, and they're saying, okay, this Terminator developed a conscience and started to feel remorse over killing John Connor. Well, then somebody. They, I saw a video where they immediately cut to Kyle Reese in the first movie, and he's yelling. He says, "It doesn't feel pity or fear. It has no remorse, and it will not stop until you are dead." It's a different so type of Terminator. Com- yeah, it completely contradicts everything. It's the love right. Terminator. They made a Imagine that models. Terminator, Peter, man. I bet she's like, <laughs> well, you saw that clip of him walking in, on Blu-ray. And <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Like but he's fucking, he's fucking married to a woman. He's a robot. And she's never discovered he's a robot. She, shouldn't she be like, honey. You can't do that to our Terminators. Wouldn't she be like, I, honey, why do you weigh 1,700 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Are why, you you, man, why is your exoskeleton... <laughs> go go Terminator hips. Yeah, it does. It just, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh my gosh. Yep. So Ted, That's you so... had the chance to see a sneak peek way before it come out. A movie this week. Tell us I about did. it. Did I, I saw a movie last Wednesday called Doctor Sleep? Wow. Yes, I got. I, there was they had a preview screening, a Fandango preview thing, and it was like ten days early. I went to go see it. A Mandango. Oh, cool. Fandango, and um. I will say we we've had we have a, a friend of the show who's been on her several times, but now she's way too famous for us, and I don't you know. Uh, uh, she um, says she'll come on, dude. Oh, has she said that recently? Uh, <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> she, she commented on a photo of mine a couple yeah. months ago, and I was like, "Will you still come on ZombieCast, even though that you, I mean, you, you and McGregor and you, you're filming all these crazy films, and you're really Hollywood yeah. now?" And she's like. She, she said ZombieCast is always good with her. Do it up. Nice. Ask her. Well, she, she um, on, um, uh, I, I went to the movie, you know, and obviously I was thinking, like, you know, she's in this movie. Alex, Alex Sessa with Starry Eyes, who's been on the show several times. I was like, how big of a part? Because you think, you know, she, you hear she gets cast. You think, is this going to be, like, a real part? Or is it going to be, like, you? she's playing Wendy Torrance, who's the wife. Shelley Duvall from the original movie, who was, mm-hmm. like, the main lead of that movie outside of Jack right. Nicholson and you th- I was thinking is it going to be just flashes like you and McGregor will just you know get to the hotel and have a quick flash where he just it, like I was thinking she would she it was possible she was going to have like five seconds of screen time and like a flash and I'll tell you what you walk in this movie and I was kind of like whoa 
because the first 10 right. minutes of this movie is just straight Alex Esso. That's cool. awesome. Bam. The first 10 minutes. It's, it's literally picks up right where The Shining ended, and it's about the wife, uh, Wendy and Danny, what they did after that incident happened. Oh, cool. And it's, yeah, and the first scene of the movie is they moved to Florida, and I'm not going to spoil, but Danny is still haunted by all the ghosts from the hotel. Like, even though they've escaped because of his shining ability, Shitting. the ghosts have managed to, like, track him. And they've mm-hmm. locked onto him, and they're now showing up in his house in Florida. Ooh. So he, like, wakes up, and he goes down the hallway. And you remember that creepy, like, witch lady that was in the bathtub? Yeah. yeah, that yeah. Jack Nicholson. She's in the bathtub in their house. <laughs> and it's really Ooh. creepy. Creepy. And Danny starts, that like, lady, That lady haunted me. Yeah, My she, aunt... I said it before, had the same blue shower curtain, the exact shower curtain, dude. And that woman, I had, whenever I would stay, like, like we had upstairs and downstairs. And whenever I would walk from downstairs to upstairs to go to bed and my mom and, and stepdad were asleep, that was what I was feared was behind me, was that fucking woman, man. That woman. <laughs> She's fucking scary nightmares. looking in this movie. They did a good job of recreating that. Uh, but no, but Danny, like, yeah, like, so he sees her and he starts, he's, this is right at the beginning of the movie. And he, he starts backing like down the hallway and then he bumps into his mom and she's like, Danny. And it's Alex Esso. And she's got like a Shelly Duvall hair and she's got like a robe on. Awesome. And she's like hugging him. She's like, everything's going to be okay. And she's doing this like spot on Shelly Duvall. It's very clear that the, they told her to try to impersonate Shelly Duvall. Mm-hmm. But she sounds just like Shelly Duvall. She's doing the whole like trembly voice thing. And then like they're out at the park. You know, she takes him out to the park and they're out there and he's seeing ghosts at the park or whatever and she she loses track of them and she goes looking and again it's I was laughed because it sounds exactly like Shelley Duvall she's running through the park going daddy daddy <laughs> and that's exactly and then they have them at back of their house on the couch and everything right. and watching TV and so she's in there for like the first 10 minutes and then through the rest of the movie she shows up like I predicted kind of like um this is not a spoiler because you see it in the trailer that he ends up back at the hotel and he gets in the same, the famous bathroom where his mm-hmm. dad cut the door down. Okay. He, he walks up to that door with the hole and it still says red rum on the door and oh, he cool. sticks his face through the door and looks into the bathroom and wow. he has like a telekinetic flash of his mom in the bathroom with the knife going, ah, you know, while the door's being cut down and it's Alex Esso recreating. So, like she's in the blue bathrobe with the knife screaming while the door's getting cut down. Cool. And then she appears at she appears at the end. She's actually in a scene with Ewan McGregor in the movie. So good for her. Ted, I have not understood this movie till right now. <laughs> I got to be honest. I, because when we got the movie Regal Movie Pass thing, they they're always playing this trailer. And I was like yeah, in The Shining, you know, it's his family. They moved to take care of this inn, this like like in the middle of the North Pole, uh-huh. probably like New Hampshire somewhere, or Maine, where uh, Stephen King's all of his stuff is. But uh, and there's ghosts that are are affecting the dad and all, making him go crazy, and and the boy yeah. can see it, and the mom is just kind of like la di da di, and <laughs> every time I saw this trailer, I was like, I don't get it. It is is. This Jack Nicholson is it this? Uh, it's, it I didn't know that. I did, I did not know that that was the boy. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's. I had it's, no clue. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it, but I don't get what this movie is about. You didn't know you and McGregor's the grown-up version of the kid in the first movie. Hmm. Got now. Okay, Danny. Yeah. Yeah, and the, I had the no premise clue of the movie just just, just to set up what the premise is about, and I thought I thought it was really good. I legit really liked it. 
is he has this shining ability where he can tell it. He can you know talk to people from like hundreds of miles away. Like he in the in the original shining, he called Dick Halloran, who was a Scatman Carruthers. He was able to call him from Florida and get him to come try to save him and his mom. Well, um, he's continued to have this ability his whole life, and Dick Halloran's ghost like talks to him, and uh, he's <laughs> realized there's a lot of other people in the world who have this ability too, and they're all kind of connected, so he can actually talk to other people who have this shining ability. Well, it turns out there are these people called like they're I can't even remember they're called uh, they're like a group of vampires basically. The girl and with they, the hat. The girl with the hat. Rose. The I thought hat. that was Alex Esso on the trailer first time. I was like, there she is. It and looks kind of like, nah, like her, but that's it's not, not her. It's Rebecca Ferguson. They basically are like weird vampire people, and they feed off of people that have this shining ability. Oh wow! They ki- they kill them and absorb their power, and it keeps <clears> them young, and it keeps them living forever. And if they don't feed off these people, they'll die. Mm. And so they're they're actually hunting down everybody that has this shining ability to, to kill them and take their ability. And like Jacob Tremblay, who was in Wonder and The Room, he, he's in the movie as one of the people that has the ability. Uh, so basically the premise gets to be that Ewan McGregor is like an alcoholic and he's sort of turning into his dad. He's a drunk. And Cliff Curtis uh, uh, is in there. He has a huge part. The great Cliff Curtis from Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, cool. Yeah. He he uh, helps Ewan McGregor get clean, and Ewan McGregor starts working at a uh, he, he starts working at like a hospice center, just like a, as a janitor. Mm-hmm. And while he's the janitor, he like after everybody's kind of gone home, he starts to go into like the patient. It's really very sweet and sad. He starts going in all these patients' rooms at night, these people who are like dying, mm-hmm. and he can <clears throat> he can like get inside their head and kind of help them not be afraid of wow. death, like the pe- people that are in comas. And things like that. So he's able to communicate with them and say, you know, you don't, you don't have to be afraid. This is not the end. I know for a fact there's, there's more out there. I've seen it from the, you know, my whole experience at the hotel proved to me there's something else. And it's really sweet. Mm-hmm, right. But eventually, eventually to get, you know, without going too far into it, there's a girl out there who has the ability to, and she's like the most powerful person in the world with this ability. Well, these people come after her. These, these crazy vampires start looking for her because they're like, if we can find this girl, we'll be set. She's so powerful, she'll be set. And she ends up, like, reaching out for somebody that can help help her fight the vampire people. And mm-hmm. she makes a connection with Ewan McGregor. Hmm. And they start talking, and she's like, these people are coming, and they're going to come for you, too. And so the premise is she, he teams up with this young girl, and they're, they're having to battle these... Uh, vampire people that are coming for them well that makes sense as to who that person was in the trailer yeah and that she's the leader of the group the girl with the hat and that's why you see him with blue eyes they suck the power and their eyes glow blue and it's it's a little quirky. makes sense now i want to i kind of want to see it now yeah it's i do want it. but it's really good in the last 30 minutes is shining porn it's shining porn in the way the last 30 minutes of rogue one is star wars porn okay mm-hmm. you know it is absolute like we're gonna throw every shining thing we have at the end of this movie to make fans of The Shining just go, oh my, look at this, oh that. Oh, so there's a hedgehog, or a hedgehog, hedgehog, hedge mage, right? Hedge maze, <laughs> yeah, the hedge maze. There, there is a chase through the hedge maze in the, in the fucking movie. Awesome. Everything so, is in, everything. In the ballroom? There's a, uh, I won't spoil that, right. but all the famous ghosts <laughs> show up. I mean, there's the hedge I heard, maze. Everything. I heard something, Ted, about this movie. I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe you can answer it for me. 
I heard, and I may, I may have heard from you guys. Maybe it was here on Zombie Cats where I heard it. <laughs> but the blood scenes were hard to film in the original. Mm-hmm. And I heard that they used some of the same scenes from the original because it, it was so hard to create the first time. Yeah, there's a shot in there that's very clearly lifted from the original. Because it, because they they just couldn't do the 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 blood coming out of the elevator and the yeah. halls and all that. So I, I heard that they they kind of reused it from the first yeah. one and polished There's, it. Up. The shot of the blood coming out of the, out of the elevator is in the movie, and I noticed in the theater it doesn't look dated or anything, but it's exactly the same. Hmm. Like every drop of blood, I've seen that movie so many times. It's very clearly they got that from the original movie and stuck it in. Uh, yeah, the it's, remake it's, is really good too. It's too identical to the original. With Deadpool in it, I thought that remake, remake was really good. The TV you're series. Of, you're thinking of Amityville Horror, I think. Yeah. Amityville, that's what it is. <laughs> that's sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's the Boathouse. Once I said that, I, I realized it because I was thinking about the Boathouse. But that, that that was a good remake. But but th- there is a remake of The Shining. There's a yeah, TV, TV series that Stephen King. That was more true to Stephen King's book, but kind of flopped. Because he didn't like Kubrick's rendition, right? Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, and I'm in the camp that I I I know a lot about. I never read the book, but I know a lot about it, and I like the movie version better. There's no there's no hedge maze in the book. In the book, there's hedge like animals that are carved, like Edward Scissorhands would carve, and they yeah. like come to life and start walking around. And I remember watching the TV movie, and it looked like so fucking stupid. Yeah. Remember that? Oh. Yeah. So, but this movie, what it had to do and why it's kind of neat is, uh, and I've, I've listened to a lot of reviews and everybody's praised Mike Flanagan, who wrote and directed it. They had to make us not only a sequel, they not only had to recreate the book, which is a sequel to the book version of The Shining, they had to make it work as a sequel to the movie version of The Shining. Mm. So they had, to ch- they had to kind of appeal to both things and he kind of pulled it off where right. it is a direct sequel to the movie. Right, but it's based on a book that was not a sequel to that movie. One so, thing I've always wondered about The Shining is, as powerful as this movie is, and, and I actually have two questions. Uh, first one is, why did they make him look so dumb when he was frozen? Because <laughs> he looks cross. It almost looks like a comedy, yeah. laughable. It, like, it's like, like a, he's it's like, like, it's a comedy edit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it looks funny. And two, has Jack Nicholson gave. Is this blessing is anybody is 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 it anywhere that Tories gave it the the the, the I, doctor no sleep or I sleep? Don't, I I don't know, but they it's uh, blessing. I they said they wanted they thought about trying to get like his face in there or something because I I don't know if it's a spoiler to say it's not story wise, but there there's flashes of Jack Nicholson's character in the okay. movie, and it's a guy pr- playing Jack Nicholson. And that's one of the only things that took me out of it because, like, Wendy Torrance with Alex Esso was totally fine, you know, and, and Dick Halloran, they got a guy that looked like him. But when you see the flashes of Jack Nicholson, like, Ewan McGregor has these, like, memories of his dad chasing him down the hallway. As you would if your dad chased you with an axe. Right. You probably remember that the probably. rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right. when, they, when, they cu- when they cut to it, 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 it looks like a guy in a Jack Nicholson cosplay. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It it looked a little like, yeah. and he's Not he's realistic. in the same red sweater, and they they've given him like the male pattern baldness with the hair all sweaty, and he's like, Ooh! and it looks. I was kind of like that looks a little silly. Here's Johnny. <laughs> so Ted, is this movie on par? You know how sometimes sequels are not fantastic. Is is it a fantastic sequel? And out of rating out of ten, what would you give it? 
I'd give it a. I think I said I'd give it like a B plus. And okay. it's, it's yeah, it's a really good movie. If you like The Shining, I think you'll like it. But it's it's extremely different. Where there's a lot of quirky shit happening in this movie, like astral. Pr- there's stuff in the movie that is not. It's kind of silly, and you kind of accept it. Like there's a lot of astral projection going on in the movie, where people are projecting their thoughts and minds. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see images of like. Just to give you a little, you know, buffer of what it is, like you and McGregor will, or like the Rose the Hat character is able to project her mind to wherever, like the little girl is because okay. she's tracking her. They physically show that, so where you'll actually see her start flying, and then she's like soaring through the clouds like Superman, and then she's flying over the Earth, and then she lands, and it's like her, and then you know, she ends up getting knocked out, and then you see her get zipped back into her body. There's a cool. lot of kind of silly shots like that that are a little like, that's kind of goofy. <laughs> You know, if you can imagine somebody flying through the clouds in a Shining movie. Yeah, yeah. Is, okay. That's but, good. Uh, so I'll try I, to check I, it I out this week, Ted. Yeah. You could tell your kids, I talked to that girl that's at the beginning of the movie. That's right. Yeah. That's good. And uh, maybe she'll come back home. Maybe he needs to talk with her about it. Her, her, <laughs> you know, portraying Shelley Long, or uh, <laughs> that's in the, that's in the Cheers sequel, Shelley Long. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I messed that's up. The, uh, outrageous. The uh, the that's when she does the sequel to um, Troop Beverly Hills. There you go. <laughs> She's the guys, a money pit, right? Yep. Let's get to the wrap up show. Uh, you know, once again, I, I think we're all kind of digging the Walking Dead now. So you know, if, if you got the coworkers and and family members that have kind of put down the Walking Dead. Try to get them back on board. You know, I'm feeling a little proud about this this show again, and it's uh, we've been wanting it to do good, and uh, I think it's doing good. So uh, spread the word of that. Uh, but guys, let's get to the wrap up show. Miss Norma, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter under Normie four seventy seven, and if you do Instagram, you can find me on Instagram under Normie four seventy seven as well. And that's pretty much it right about now. Bam, Ted, where can people find you? Uh, Tedekin on everything, Xbox Live, Instagram, yada, yada, yada. I feel like I'm there was something, other show or something, but I, I don't remember. But anyway, Tedekin on everything. Nice. Matt, Mr. Matt, oh, Mr. Canadian, Mr. Snow. Mr. Snow. Dr. Snow. Dr. Snow. They call me Snow Miser. <laughs> Where can people find you? Uh, at Metal McFly, M-A-T-T-O-M-C-F-L-Y, on the Video Game Outsiders and the No Sleep Podcast. Ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. And you can find me on twitter.com slash freemandaddy5 and my Xbox One gamertag is DJ Freeman Daddy. And follow me on Facebook, my uh, DJing page, which is facebook.com forward slash DJ Freeman Daddy. And guys, please visit the All Games Radio Network over at allgames.com as we love being on that network and our, uh, our good friends and bridge and the official radio show that we are of zombresearchsociety.com be sure to check those guys out and uh we, we need to start involving some listeners some and yeah, uh absolutely. do some email stuff or some questions or guests or something but uh we need to work some stuff up with you guys we want to thank all you zombies for listening and you know what go leave us a review if you like what you're listening to go leave us a review on the itunes stitchers downcast wherever uh, you listen to us at i'm sure they have a review section and that is really good for us because it lets us be seen. The more uh, better reviews we get and more reviews in general makes us more visible on the iTunes and places like that. And uh, it's pretty awesome. But on behalf of the mighty All Games Radio Network, 
TheZombieResearchSociety.com. Ms. Norma Latte, Tedekin, Madam McFly, and myself. Freeman Daddy 5. We could call episode 357. <laughs> Magnum. 357 Magnum? Yeah. A zombie cast. Gaza <laughs> 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 Toto. Good night, zombies. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night, zombies. I love you guys. We are the light that guides you home.